You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take a 
to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders, whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Hope you're going to get a chance to do all those things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. And I hope that, uh, you know, you do it safely. Yes. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, right to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot 
listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com at the top of the page. You'll see podcasts. Click on that. In the drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Of course, there's a shortcut that you can use. Just go to your um, internet, whatever how you use, you know, Google Chrome, uh, Firefox, whatever, and put in babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this program, 11 a.m., 1 p.m. Eastern. There is no more programs on Monday, so we go to Tuesday, and that is Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10 on Tuesdays. No more program on Wednesdays or Thursdays, and we go to Friday, and it's Time for an Awakening with uh, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard at 8, eight o'clock. I never give an end time because, you know, Brother Elliot ends his program when he feels his program needs to end. <laughs> on Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9 on Saturdays. And then once again on Sunday at 7 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215 490 Nine eight three two. We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace uh, for, for black owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Saw a nice com- commercial, I guess you call it that, on Facebook with webuyblack.com. You know. This call may they be recorded a, or transcribed. They have, they have, a, they have a starter uh, piece that they have. Where you know um, you get the toothbrushes, the soap, and all kind of good stuff. So webuyblack.com, check them out. Webuyblack.com, get everything you need from American African-owned businesses from webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Africa for the Africans, brother Bomani Tahimba, my dear friend, my good brother. Okay, he just got back from um, from Ghana last month that trip was May 24th to June 5th and the reason why I'm giving that date out because the next date in May 24th to June 5th 2023 he will also be going to Ghana so you can plan these things so I'm going to give you the rundown of some of the tours that are upcoming Tanzania November 17th through the 28th and of course the cost $3,800 per person and then to Ghana uh, December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000, $200 increase. Okay, so you know things do go up. And of course, if you go online and check out the photos or you go online to YouTube and check out the videos, you will see it is well worth it. It is very economical. It is very cost. I'm telling you. Okay, then December 24th to January 5th, to Ghana and then March 30th to April 10th 2023 to Senegal and Gambia that was uh, postponed this past March and so it's going to happen March 30th to April 10th May 24th to June 5th again 2023 $4,000 to Ghana 
And then July 29th, excuse me, July 20th to the 29th, 2023, to Liberia, $3,800. And then again, November 16th to the 27th, to Tanzania, $3,800 still. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, to South Africa for $4,000. And of course, you can go to the website to find out how you can purchase land, how you can make an investments, how you can find out about the community in Ghana for repatriation, all kind of good stuff. Everything you need is there. But brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Love Africa for the Africans, I'm telling you. And brother. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Habasha stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. The work that they do. Of course, they have the Kashi project, and that is going to be launched. I mean, that, that's going to be viewed because it has been working. It, 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 the buildings are up and everything like that. And they want you to come check it out in Ghana, October 8th through the 17th, 2022. This year, October 8th through the 17th in Ghana. Okay. If you want to check out more about it, go to HabashaIncorporated.org. HabashaIncorporated.org. The Ledge Program, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Uh, having Peter Brown on was just outstanding and I know we all we enjoyed that conversation uh, last week Wednesday it was great conversation I hope to have Peter Brown on at least once a month uh, because of what he is doing what he has done what he has done and what he is doing you know just like we were talking that you know some people talk about you know doing this that or the other but it's not to talk it's to walk and he's doing it. He is doing it. Brother Brother Peter Brown deserves to be supported because on the continent, he works in the four areas that are vital to human existence, and that is food, water, clothing, and shelter. You know, you heard him say, no, I don't deal with the governments. I just do it with the people. He has 12 projects going on in six different countries, over 170 employed and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. The Ledge Group.com. Abibitumi. dot com. Uh yeah, they have um didn't I tell you? Sometimes the, the website don't work right, but um, they're having a um program, you know, with Bibiatumi. And it's transforming a Bibiatumi from digital idea to physical institution. This is outstanding. This is the, this is what I'm talking about when they put something. You got an idea, just I say that what Peter Brown was talking about. Put it to work. Let it manifest. Make it a reality. Make it physically happening. That's what Bibiatumi is about. Transforming a Bibiatumi, A B I B I T U M I, from digital idea to physical institution. And that's what's happening. Abibiatumi.com is celebrating 16 years of being the most influential and innovative 
African social education site and the only comprehensive African liberation university online. On Sunday, July 17th of this year at 5 p.m., that is European time, African time, in Ghana, which is uh, four hours ahead. So five o'clock would be one o'clock here. The two-hour online celebration kicks off with owner, founder, and professor Obadala Kambon, followed by notable guest speakers who will discuss some of the highlights of Biatumi's accomplishments over the years. This will also include upcoming and exciting developments from uh, Brother Kambon and his team. Brothers and sisters, go to Abibiatumi, find out more, find out how you can become involved. Abibiatumi.com. A B I B I T U M I.com. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril a call at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. If you want to drop him an email, drop him an email at smypharmacy at gmail.com. S-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. A-C-Y, smypharmacy at gmail.com. Brothers and sisters, if you're looking to say, hey, okay, I'm just tired of my, my body is feeling this way and so forth, you need to call him. You need to give him a call. You need to email him. He can help. Smy Pharmacy. Okay. Without his healthy market, Healthy, <laughs> Madonna's healthy market and juice bar located in the West End. Cross the street from Soul Veg, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, which is now open. Um, the bookstore and gift shop is open on uh, Fridays and Saturdays from 1 to 7, Sunday uh, from 1 to 3. And so um, check out the Shrine of the Black Madonna located on Ralph David Abernathy here in the West End, here in Atlanta. You know, they are open. And Wadada's, of course, is open every day. Every day. So give Wadada's a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. She has the finest selections of books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, figurines, all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff. Believe me. Mama Nia at the Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Uh, Brother Gazim De Ajamu, Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. And you can give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. And of course, uh, always got to promote the new Black Wall Street Market here in Atlanta. It is uh, east of Atlanta, off of I-20, going east. And you get off at Stonecrest. Make a right, right off Stonecrest. Uh, uh, exit 75. Turner Hill Road. And exit that. Take that exit. Make a right. 
Go down three lights, make another right, and it's on the left. It's right there. The new Black Wall Street market and some things have opened up. I said I was going to try to get out there. So I can report to him and try to get out there this week. Yeah, that's what I need to do. The new Black Wall Street market. Yes, sir. Us lifting us. Us lifting us to the Economic Development Cooperative for our people there. Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash ULU. But if you want to call to listen or give questions, comments, or concerns, dial 929 477 2789. That's 929 477 2789. Us lifting us to economic development, cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, cooperative economic, or as we like to say, family centered economics. Homeland Village. Homeland Village and Cultural Center and Gift Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. They're open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Their address, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon. For more information, give my good brother Abija a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Man, they got it all. They got furniture, clothes. They even have a vegan restaurant. I'm telling you. Saw my good brother, Novak Young, uh, 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 this past weekend. It was good to see him. He looks great as always. His lovely wife. First time I met her. And um, he looks great. He still has the, the, the drinks, the spirulina, and, you know, the, the, I mean, just a good brother, man. Brother Novak Young. I'm going to get him on the horn and see. Because he's always into something. He's always doing something positive. He's a strong man. Good brother. Brother Novak Young. Sun got a sense. Sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. It's inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. That's Look for my sister, Shelly said at Sun got a sense. The one-stop natural shop there in the discount mall booth 225. Or give her a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti.org. Sanjay, that's my good sister. Sister Gabrielle Jabril, guest sister Gabby. And she's doing great work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti up in the hills and of course they rely totally on people like you and me for the generosity that we can provide for them because there is no government programs there is no safety net and these brothers and sisters they need to they need to be supported you know go online check out sanjay-i80 check out the school check out the 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 healthcare program the sustainable agriculture and the entrepreneurial program sanjay s-o-n J-E dash Haiti A-Y-I-T-I dot org Sanjay dash Haiti dot org Akaban Institute Akaban Institute brothers and sisters you know the work that Mama Baruti and Baba Baruti are doing and they need your support send your check of money order to Akaban Institute P.O. Box 10786 Atlanta Georgia 30310 or you can use PayPal Go to 
Yah, Y-A-A, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, at yahoo.com. Or you can use Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, at Cash App. And make your contributions one time, monthly, whatever, how you can do it, brothers and sisters. It would be appreciated. And of course, the books that Baba Baruti has is known for, <laughs> he's a prolific writer. Check it out on akabinhouse.com akabinhouse.com okay and of course the Enya Saysim which I read every program even if I have guests I always read the Enya Saysim that's right since I wasn't here Friday I'm going to just I'm going to read three of them okay If you are parents of worth and wisdom, train your children so that they will be pleasing to God. And if they do what is right, following your example and handling your affairs as they should, do for them all that is good. Do for them all that is good. For they are begotten of your own heart and soul. Therefore, separate not your heart from them. But if they fail to follow your course, Oppose your will, reject all counsel, and set their mouth to mo- in motion with vile words, then drive them away. For they are not your children and were not born for you. Those who are guided do not go wrong. But those who willfully lose their way will not find a straight course. The wisdom of Patahotep person who wrote the first book in human history of the third dynasty there are 30 dynasties he's the third dynasty Hotep. unfortunately most of our children will not find a straight course however the fault does not lie with them because they are not responsible for rearing themselves even though we know the ancestral wisdom that when a boy or a girl turns 10, there are no more excuses. That's right. When they're 10, even younger than that, I can, I can see. But when they turn 10, they, they know difference between right and wrong. They know what time it is. I, I agree. No more excuses, which means that, that then that they can be held accountable for what they say and do. Their moral and ethical foundation has already been established in their formative years when they were innocent and naive by the words and behaviors of the adults around them. Sadly, many of these adults readily accept and adhere to Urugu's designs on our children becoming and remaining permanently thoughtless and dependent. We can demand no more of our children than we are. And broken parents who are themselves brought into a mental cycle adulthood have little righteous directions by the by word or example to offer their offspring sadly but true affirm in word and action i am providing the righteous guidance to our youth affirm in word and actions i am providing the righteous guidance for our youth that's what i try to do and that's what i'll always try to do as an example be a man of my word, stand on integrity. You know, we need more. 
We need more brothers and sisters, and you know it. Okay. July 3rd. Hardship reveals personality. A Swahili proverb. Key Swahili, of course, is the, the language that I wish that we would learn as a people so we can have some cultural privacy, so to speak. More about that. And of course, you can do that at Bibi Atumi. They have Swahili courses. Character is at the spiritual and mortal core of our salvation as a people. If it does not identify us as a people, then we do not exist. If it is not good in us, we do not we do no more than serve others. If it is weak, we are weak. However, if it is cast in our traditions designed to follow our way and improve on what was given to us in the beginning, we become strengthened as African people. For character communicates our Afrocentricity, our Africanicity. It is how our humanity is expressed. Without it, we become even less than those proud of being suicidal spirits. Spiritualist spirits. As warriors, we have to understand that in an African reality, character is inseparable from what one thinks, says, and does. Each of these complements the other and shows the quality of your character through its expression. As a people's eyes are the mirror to her, his or her soul, our thoughts, words, and deeds allow others to see into the true spirit of our character, whether kind or depraved. Some call character personality because one's character is her or his personality on display and vice versa. Unless deceit colors the, the impression we give to others, which is very characteristic of Europeans and Europeanized individuals, then one's personality should be a true representation of one's character. Good, strong character is evident regardless of condition. Similarly, bad, weak character cannot hide. And it is in the most difficult and trying of times when we are able to see what is easily hidden when life is easy. Affirm. Hardship reveals the strength of my will to be African. Ashay. Affirm. Hardship reveals the strength of my will to be African. July 4th, they build an underground cities while we concerned about seeing titties, brand Nubian. Imagine a world where television dictates the nature, content, and direction of our conversations, where others' interests, issues, and premeditated distractions determine and become ours because what they see and display is all we know to think and talk about. Imagine a world where the media completely controlled by others are our primary mental stimulation and we cease to intellectually exist. We talk about what and where they direct our attention. We see the world through the lens they have consciously crafted for us. And if their interpretation of what's relative, the news, their economic interests, commercials, 
their fantasies, talk shows, sitcoms, pornography, etc. Their entertainment, sports, music, dance. And all we see, then this is all we will talk about. Unless a critical situation in our lives moves us to momentarily turn from it. And even then, their media significantly informs and influences our view and response to those personal crises. Imagine people who see no purpose in life other than consuming whatever garbage is placed on their rented plates and who eagerly involve themselves in issues which have nothing to do with them except to facilitate their own noisy destruction. They're headed for self-destruction. Affirm the Western media did not distract me from the truth. I say affirm the Western media did not and does not and do not distract me from my truth. From our truth. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Yes, the Inye Sasim. Daily revolution. Today is the 4th of July. That's right, the 4th of July. Man, I tell you, I'm a little disappointed because I had something, you know, I tell you, I had something I seen on Facebook that I was going to talk about. And I kept scrolling, and the next thing I know, I can't find it no more. I've been up and down. <laughs> Man, sometimes little things I need to, truly, you know I need to write them things down. I, I got paper right in front of me. I got some pens and everything. Shucks. I need to do that, man, because um, I'm just, um, you know, keeping it to memory is not as happening for me as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a couple of things I'm going to talk about before we talk about the 4th of July. In fact, we will probably, after the break, play the... Uh, Frederick Douglass's address to those anti-slavery Caucasians in, uh, I think it was in New York. I'll give you the exact information on it. And um, this will, um, is a rendition done by Ozzie Davis. Um, I, was, I was wanting to see which one was more impactful, Ozzie Davis or James Earl Jones. I kind of like Ozzie Davis's rendition of it. Then James, then there's many others, and of course you can get it online. You can read the whole thing yourself, you know. But I'm going to play that, uh, then talk about that. <sighs> yeah, the other day it was um, Patrice Lumumba's birthday, and of course I have, uh, which was the second, July second, Patrice Lumumba man. <sighs> July 2nd, 1925. And of course he died January 17th, 1961 after taking over the Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. Didn't call it that yet, but it's coming to that after getting it back from Belgium. God, I hate the Belgium. I mean, I just hate these Europeans, period. Period. I really do. I know hate is a strong word. I love, I mean, being being an African, understanding the development of humanity, I love all humanity. But I hate that Europeans created a system 
They created a system that favored them over all others and imposed that system on the on the planet. And it caused all kinds of deleterious effects on humanity. And of course, it had dire effects on us to this very day because we still do not have our right minds. We still believe these crackers are somehow, some way are going to have an epiphany. <sighs> As opposed to stopping whatever the hell we doing. Taking a step back, looking at this bull for what the hell it is. And change direction. Change course. And begin to work with one another, trust one another, believe in one another, and do for ourselves across this planet, across this planet. The way they killed Trisha Mumas is a damn shame. United States and Belgium, the United Snakes, the CIA, the worst, United States, you know, is one of the worst countries. The United States is, I mean, understand this, brothers and sisters, and I say this all the time on this program, so if you listen to this program, then you will know. But if this is your first time listening and because you're able to do that, uh, because it is um, the 4th of July, and so you're not at work today, and you're not barbecuing at this time, or you're not going somewhere at this time, and you're able to do that, and I thank you for doing that. I really do. But I say this all the time in this program. You know? And I had to take pause because it it is very frustrating. It is very frustrating. And and, and this situation has gone on for decades. For decades. You know? Patrice Lumumba was killed in 61. 60-something years, you know? Yeah. And and Patrice Lumumba, Kwame Nkrumah, Thomas Sankara, I could go on. These were the men, and I'm quite sure some sisters, too, who were Pan-Africanists. They just didn't believe it was just my country was Ghana or was the Congo, you know, or it was Sierra Leone, you know, it was Cote d'Ivoire. No, they believed that and they understood. It's not about these little individual countries to, who are who are been perceived to have some sovereignty. No, because they don't. No, it is us collectively. Then we'll have sovereignty. That's why I'm a staunch supporter of the Pan-African Federalist Movement. It is the most important movement going on today for our people. I got a caller here. 347-347. Good morning. Hey, hey, Oshie, what's happening, bro? How you doing, Jay? I'm good. Peter not coming on today? No, not today. But I'm going to get him on real soon. Like I said, I'm going to try to at least have him on at... uh, 
at least once a month for sure. Okay. Yeah. Listen, you 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 were talking about in your monologue, you know, about the white man, right? Yeah, I'm but always. Yeah, I always do. But don't you know, I? you got some black folks that are just as sinister and evil and wicked as the white man mm-hmm. that this insane Negro follow. Mm-hmm. I give you a perfect example. Congressman Gregory Meeks. Oh, yeah? That Negro, worthless piece of sugar, honey, iced tea, you didn't hear about the bill that he passed against African people on the continent. No, um, no, I didn't. It harder for them to get um, products from Russia because of that Ukraine oh. war. Okay. Yeah, okay. well, you you need to look into that because he he put forward the bill and everything to make it to where as the African will have trouble getting wheat from um, the Russians. Well, you know, right um, now because you know, of... and, and wheat is a stable in um, Africa. Sure. And Be- it's needed because for right, our people. Because right now what's going on in the South Sudan is deep famine because they relied on the grain that was coming from the Ukraine. And because of the war, of course, that has been cut off, has been destabilized, and they're having, they're suffering. Now, to me, Brother Jay, African countries need to rally and support or supply food staples to South Sudan. You know, if anything that happens to us outside of us, damn it, we need to correct it in-house right away. That's what should happen. Yeah, well, South Africa. Unfortunately, the African, the African hasn't advanced to that level, just like this Negro who've been here for over almost 600 years haven't advanced to the point to where as they stop loving the daddy, the goddamn white man. I'm so, I'm so sick of these Negroes talking about black this, black this. Mm-hmm. I just want to start seeing black communities. I just want to start seeing black ownership. I want to just start seeing black people not having their total existence depending on white people. I That's agree. what I want to start doing. Yeah, I agree. And seeing. Because the bottom line is, and this is the thing that these dumb Negroes don't get. Once the white man cuts you off, no other nationality in this country give a shit about you. They're not going to do nothing for you. They don't hire you now. I mean, think about it. You go into a black community and one of these stinking, filthy Arabs have a store or the Chinese have a restaurant or some other group have a business in your community. Do you see any black boys or girls hiding in those stores? You don't don't see them waiting? You Negroes are going there. You Negroes. Let me tell you something. Our people are sick, and every time you turn around, you got these clowns talking about, we got to organize, we got to organize. What the hell are your black ass organizing for? What are you organizing for? What are you organizing for? Tell me concretely what are you organizing for? They can never tell you what they're concretely organizing for other than trying to get your black ass to vote. 
That's it. They're organizing to vote, organizing the big Caucasians for jobs. They're not organizing to be independent. They're not organizing to be self-sufficient. They're not organizing to be uh, 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 liberated. They're yeah. not organizing. They're not definitely helping yeah. organizers to be sovereign. No, they're organizing. They're not organizing to build up the no. to build up and buy up the community. No, and then, the shit, and then you know the thing that killed me was last Friday. I think it was your boy Elliot. He getting all upset and talking about well, the black man can't do it because the white man won't won't back it. That the white man keep it from happening. But then when I try to explain to them, yes, that's true. But the difference is other nationalities have assistance from their homeland, yeah. from their country, yeah. and then they're able to put certain pressures yeah. on America to act a certain way towards their citizens. Then what they do is, because they know the Negroes so goddamn weak, they come in our community and blood suck us and did take the money out of our community and find some place to build their own community. But is that the white man's fault? Is that the white man's fault? No, the root of it. Hey, hey, Jay, Jay, let me... From nobody else, they'll shut those businesses down. And then what you do, come together collectively and you open up the businesses. Jay, Jay, Jay. One thing we have to admit and understand at the root of the problem that affects African people, it is Europeans. Yes, it is the white man's fault. But over the period of time, you would think, but because at time, let's look at let's look at the times that, that we came together coming right out of our captivity in Rosewood, Tulsa, Elaine, Arkansas, even a contemporary, the Haiti community in, 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 in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. These communities were destroyed. Now today, there is not one community, Jay, and if you find one, brother, you hit me too, you let me know. Cause I, like I to can't talk name to one. I can't name one either that is self-sufficient. Name that, me a community. I can't. I can't name you a community that says to its people, we got jobs for you, we, we got some businesses here, we're controlling this, we're controlling that, we got our bank, we got a school that's independent of the public school that of the city or town that we're in that we control. No, I can't name it. You know, I wish I could, Jay. I can't name it. No, you can't. I, I'm not even. I don't even question that. But you know what the issue really is? The issue is two things: the connection and the protection. The connection is being like other ethnic groups are an affiliation with their homeland to whereas it gives them a certain degree of protection. And then also it is being in a position to not have the fear and the willingness to die for those communities. See, it's been over two, three hundred years. You know, it's definitely been over a hundred years since Rosewood and, and Tulsa and all of that happened. You tell me we haven't evolved to the point to be able to protect ourselves. We yeah. haven't gotten to the point to where as if anything like that was to ever happen, that we we should be able to get protection from the globe the global majority. And, and, you understand what right. I'm saying? I, I understand I mean, what you're saying like, and I agree. When, when that happened in Tulsa back in the days there was really no mechanism to have that information 
splattered all around the world to put a halt to that? No, but it you is today. I mean? It is today. Yeah. I mean, even think about this. Think about what kind of pushback there was when they bombed the people and moved in Philly. There was a little bit of pushback. Now, have it, now that happened over 40-some years ago, I think. Yeah, happened have in the 80s. So you saying so you saying we as a people haven't evolved to a position to build community and be able to protect community? So no, we don't do it, but we allow other people to do it. Come on, man, we gotta get it together and stop blaming the white man for this punkifiedism that we suffer from. You know what I mean? Gonna tell me something about it's the white man who allows for these other ethnic groups to be able to do it and don't want to even admit that other communities and other countries are also assisting them from them coming from those countries. So that's saying if an Italian comes to America, don't tell me that the Italian government isn't helping them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No doubt. No but doubt. We as Africans haven't, uh, we haven't placed ourselves in a position to have an African country help us. You can't tell me, and I know this because I see it going on in Houston on a small scale, and I see it happening in um, Minnesota with the Somalians, that the Somalian mm-hmm. government in a, in a small way, help the Somalian people here. And I'm seeing that now the, the Nigerian people and those wealthy individuals are helping the Nigerians here in mm-hmm. this country. But why haven't we clicked up and put an association together to be able to, to, to use the leverage of what little resources economically that the African contract countries have to combine with what's going on Mm -hmm. here in America. The bottom line is we don't think as Africans. No, we don't think as Europeans and we want to be closer to Europeans. We want to have what Europeans is. We think that we successful is when we live in next to Europeans who don't even want your black ass in there community. I say. It's, All a, right. it's a joke. All it's, right. a, uh, it's a joke. But we got organized to do what, Ochi, yeah. like you said. We got organized to vote. vote. And, yep. and what else we got organized you to know. do? Figure out how to be more subservient and acceptable mm-hmm. to the white man. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for one of the callers to call up and tell me where there's a functioning black community. In America, I, I, right I, now. You know what? I've been Jay. I've been saying that since I I started on this radio program, even before when I was back in Milwaukee, I was saying the same so thing. So how many years that's you know, been? I'd say about 15, 15 years. Okay, years. so fifteen years. Yeah. You haven't had one of your faithful callers be no. able to call you up and tell yeah. you where a functioning no black community, community is. is. No, how epic sad no. is that? But no. the Negro, but the Negro want to go out there and vote. The mm-hmm. Negro want to support a Joe Biden who basically a Republican, who basically ain't doing nothing for your black ass. And now you want to go out there and you want to put your support behind a Warnock who 
you know better than I do. Well, is it Adam Abrams or whatever the yeah. hell Mammy's baby? Well, listen. Um, and, the- and, and they go get in the office, and all I do is ask you this question: What has Wardock done so far? Let me say this to you. You know, uh, when 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 they the litmus test for American Africans oh, no. or Negroes going into going into public uh, going into politics, whether on a local level, state level, or truly on a national level, is your allegiance to Israel. That you will support <laughs> Israel, Warnock, all of them. Uh, brother Ralph, I don't know if Brother Ralph is still vacation. If you are, continue to enjoy yourself, brother. Man, I love you. you. Huh? Ralph home. He may be listening. I'm not oh, okay. sure. Oh, he, oh, he's home now? Great. Cause I, and I hope you had a great time, my brother. But he, uh, uh, Jeannie, the irritated Jeannie, has a new book out. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph sent me the information. And, uh, man, Israel is, is the deal, is the problem. Is Israel. Oh, Israel. Israel run mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. You know? Israel, Israel run the world, man. I mean, if 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 you if 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 you said something about Israel, man, they you come down on your ass. They come down on your ass so hard. Oh, but I've been man, talking about they. I've been no, talking yeah, about yeah, their yeah. ass. You know. But see, nah. to to some degree, you know, as far as they're concerned, and I know I I, ain't, I have no illusions, uh, brother Jay. I, I'm insignificant. I, I I'm, I'm just a voice on this radio program. You know, and sometimes they've messed with me. Most times not like they have done other programs. So what? I'll continue to put the information out the way I understand it. And so the book that Brother um, Jeannie put out, Jews are the problem. You know, <laughs> Jews are the problem. Let me give you this. Let me give you this piece. You know, That's thank, simple. That's yeah. quite simple. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jews brother. Jews are, are the problem. problem. He that's, said, here, here, here's some point, of the things, right? here, here's some of the things that the Jews are involved in. And, and understand, man, because I've, I've talked about this shit. Excuse me. I've talked about this stuff for a long time. But, they, you know, they're talking about World War Three, the COVID-19, media censorship, food shortages, economic collapse, abortion, mass uh, miscegenation, race mixing, uh, globalization, inflation, uh, gas prices. Racial conflict, normalization of pedophilia, pornography, sexualization of children in schools, feminism, liberalism, lesbianism, homosexuality, uh, the opioid yeah, crisis. The yeah, it's the gambit, the whole thing. It's, <laughs> every it's everything. Thing. Global, ju- but you, <laughs> so but you know you what, Jay? Hey, Jay, check this out. Jay, Jay, check this out. Did you don't have abortion? On, on the east side of Milwaukee, there was a restaurant. And they and they had they had a mural. Uh, my good friend, brother uh, uh, brother Muhammad Abdullah, we were in the in, in, at the it's a delicatessen, delicatessen, and 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 we were studying this mural that they had up there. Basically, what it was saying is that we are in everything. We're in everything yeah. you do. You know, they painted over that mural since that time. Benjamin's delicatessen on Oakland, no shit, and and so. They are in everything. Oh, the Jew, the, the, Jew, the European the Jew gotta, Jews. The Jews got to say so in every policy that America yeah. puts forward. It's yeah. to be told. It's a, this is this is Israel USA. Yeah. If the truth, if the truth be told, <laughs> if if the policy doesn't. 
go along with the direction that Israel is pushing the their yeah. so policy. Now nobody wants to admit to that, but that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth of the matter. That's and, the fact of the matter. And you know, I don't I don't I don't play that game or sugar foot around it because the bottom line is if you in a situation to whereas you don't really control nothing, then you get what you deserve. It, it, I mean, it, unfortunately, unfortunately, we as a people get what we deserve because we don't have no historical understanding. Standing. Listen, listen, hold on. Let me, I mean, let me do this, Jay, before we take, I got to take a break. And I mean, just let me do this. And, 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 and if you understand, and, and believe me, I know that you do, and most of the listeners do, the impact that the European Jews have on the world. These are not these are not the uh, Hebrews of ancient times. These are not the Sephardic Jews or the Falsa Jews. These are the Ashkenazi Jews. These are the late converts to Judaism who dominate and control Judaism. These are European Jews, and these mothers are they ain't no damn joke, you know. No, not you at know? all. In fact, I don't know if you ever they seen gangsters. this. They gangsters. They gangsters. If you've seen the movie. They real gangsters. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in America. That's a good movie to check out with Robert De Niro oh, and James you. Wood. Them, you, but I'm, but, yeah. But, yeah. Who they said was one of the smartest, one of the smartest. Um, Meyer Lansky. Of all time. Yeah. The Jew. Meyer yeah. Lansky. Yeah. He, he basically created, they say, Las Vegas. Yeah. Was one of the backers be. On what they were doing in Havana until mm-hmm. Fidel said to hell with that exploitation mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. and got rid of um, Cezanisa. Um, You know, the bottom line is this. We as an African people do not understand our culture. We don't understand what our place should be in the world and in this country. And Unfortunately, to be here over 600 years and be in the position that we in and to blame it on the white man, that's why we get effed over the way we do. Because, yes, the white man is the issue. The white man is the problem. But you have to be more sophisticated and advanced over these periods of time well, you got to that have, we've been here you have to, have to the ability, deal with this white man accordingly. You, you have to have the courage and the ability to step outside the imposed boundaries that they placed upon us and in our and, minds. And Oshie, in 600 chains, years, in know. 600 years, are you supposed to still be enslaved to no, a of course not. Of course not. Okay. But understand so something. Need to be said. Right. But understand what they have done to our minds and to our people. But listen, I'm going to take a break, but I mean, let me get this in right quick, Jay. Um, they found gold. They found gold in Uganda. Uh, they found tremendous amounts of gold in yep. Uganda, you know, and uh, uh, a discovery in Uganda of 31 million metric tons of gold waiting to be mined. Okay. Yep. The value of the gold is trillions of dollars in U.S. dollars. Now, who's going to mine the gold, unfortunately? Did you? It's Chinese. Oh, Chinese? In a bid to, yeah. The Uganda government has licensed uh, Wajija Gold Mining Company, a Chinese firm, to start producing gold products in in Busa District. The company embarked upon the construction of its gold refinery valued at 
200 million in phases in the district. Okay. And, and uh, so how much is the African, if it's 200 million, how much is the Africans going to get? I, that you know what? That's it. And the other thing is, and they talked about jobs. Now, as you and I have talked about and, and no, at least I know, uh, Chinese do not, uh, 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 they don't have, uh, indigenous people working on programs that they have a, a project in. If they have and a that's project, why they should never have gotten the contract. Right. If they have a project in a certain country. But they, that's backward that's backward niggerism, right, mm-hmm. right, right, smack dab in your face. That's the backwards thinking of the African. You can't tell me you can't tell me oh, man, that African people can't yeah. do it. We don't have the in, intellectual capacity, we don't have the labor capacity we don't we, have the necessary we, things we would and it would but no we that, give it to the Chinese right we, we would but we're to me is impaired that we're going to I just got a message from Ralph and thank you Ralph uh, the irritated genie is on the line so I'm gonna put you on hold uh, brother Jay and uh good afternoon good afternoon my brother how you doing I'm doing well my man how you been Man, doing fantastic. Been in the lab working on this book project, and I just got a contact from a brother that said that you all fantastic program you're always doing that you are speaking about the book. So, said let me call in the brother and say thank you for sharing that information with the people. Oh, there's no doubt about it, brother. I really appreciate it, and I and I thank you for you know bringing it to the attention of our people and producing it to have the courage because there's a whole bunch of Negroes that wouldn't even they. In fact, I bet you right now there's a whole bunch of folks that can't touch this book. They can't, I mean, literally, literally can't put a damn finger on this book because that's how hot it is to their ass, you know. But I can't wait to get it, to read it, and to continue to promote it for our people because the bottom line is, and I've been saying this about these European Jews for, you know, for quite a long time, you know, their 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 influence of what they have done and what they continue to do, just like they tried to get uh, a seat in the um, African Union. So thankful that enough countries were wise enough not to allow these, these these European Jews to get a seat in the European Union. After all, what 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 have they done in South Africa? You know, they That's control right. they control That's diamonds. Right. European Jews control diamonds around the world, and there is no diamond mines in Israel in Tel Aviv. But yet they control it. They just the main import and main export. And where they're getting them from, exactly. So, I mean, you know, let's call it it is for what it is. We have to have the courage to do that. And I always respected you, my brother. You know, the, you know, you has a war on the horizon. Ain't that right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. That's right. There's war on the horizon. So tell us some more about the book. Okay. Well, well, basically what I did is, uh, uh, and, and it's, for some people, it's going it's to be a new look. What's happening now is, quite frankly, as I'm looking at it, it, it particularly if we look at the COVID-19, uh, what they call COVID-19 crisis and the different, uh, the world war we're looking at now with NATO and Russia, what we're looking at is, from my vantage point, uh, international global extermination. We're looking at a genocide on a level that we haven't actually seen in our lifetimes. We know that the gas prices are being hiked up now. We've never seen gas prices like this. We know that they're announcing food shortages as they send $40 billion, this government sends $40 billion to a Jewish-run country, Ukraine, a homosexual Jew. You see the guy cross-dressing, Zelensky. 
They send $40 billion there in the same sentence that he's telling you American citizens are going to be starving soon. You're going to have a, a food crisis here, but I'm going to send $40 billion to the place that exports, I think, it's some upwards of 40% of the world's wheat or right. uh, might, might be a higher percentage. Right, because so, I know I know what you call it, 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 it just announced that the problem that they're having in South Sudan because they was uh, directly tied uh, their, their wheat products were directly tied to the Ukraine, and now that's been cut off. So, but to me, African countries should rally and support what's happening and, and, and assist what's happening in the in the South Sudan. Uh, absolutely, and and, and 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 the reason I wrote this book is because just like you're talking about what's happening in South Sudan. It's also the things that are happening here in America. There are also things, if we even look at uh, Baba Magafuli, who was taken out in Tanzania, yes. the only country that stood yes. against, never yes. shut his country down. Yep. What we're not looking at is the key, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The key is that this is not just white. Because at this particular moment, quite frankly, some of the most racist white folks in the world, they're being targeted too. This is a Jewish extermination campaign against all people. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm black, but they're coming after all of us. So it's going to affect brothers and sisters in Africa. It's going to affect brothers and sisters in this country and Europe. It's, going to, it's affecting Europeans. It's affecting Australia. Now, we've never had any love affair for Australia, but we also can see now they have children that are being born without immune system, without any immunity to respiratory issues, and they just I mean, we're talking about children being born that way due to these injections that they're giving them. This is the international global extermination. If we don't have the capacity to identify where the problem is coming from, we're not going to be able to defend ourselves and our interests. And that's why I wrote this book. Man. One of, one of the things, and I'll just say this real quickly, to, to give people an, an idea of what I'm talking about. We say, you know, this country is run by white supremacy. Well, okay, but if I were to ask you what kind of control over the executive branch of the U.S. government the, the Jews have right now, what would your answer be? What, what would you think that their kind of power is in the executive branch? Oh, it's tremendous. It's, it, it is an airy area of, of, of legislation in this country on, the, on, a, on a city, county, state, and federal level. European Jews have a tremendous impact. Money, people who run for particular offices, they've had a tremendous impact. Yeah. So look, and let me do and this. A, and, 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 of course, and, and of course, and of course, I just mentioned earlier the effects it has on us as American Africans, as legislators. You all, you're made to, to pledge allegiance to Israel particularly on the federal level. You know, you can't come in uh, as a congressperson or a U.S. senator talking about you ain't going to support Israel because of what they have done. There are a few people who had the courage to say something, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the sister from uh, Minnesota. Dr. Cynthia, mm -hmm. uh, you mean uh, who's from Minnesota? I know Dr. Cynthia McKinney spoke about that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Cynthia McKinney, of course, that's why she's not in now. You know, Ilhan right, Omar, right. Ilhan, Ilhan Omar, you know, mm. but they, they, you know, but they, they have ways to, to uh, chill your ass out, you know. That's right. 
And See. let me say this, and I'm gonna let, let you. I know you got your program going. I just wanted to come and no, I appreciate this. I, I really do, brother. And in fact, I, I got yeah. your number. I, you know, and I'm gonna be calling you so you can come on periodically to update and talk about other things that are happening that are affecting our people. This is a program that is designed for the liberation, self determination, uh, and sovereignty for African people. The model is program that is Pan Africanism or perish, unify or die. Yes, sir. That's the bottom line. Yes, so, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me just drop this, and then I'm going to go on out. I just want to hit the people with this. Just to give people an idea of the kind of direct power they have over the executive branch. There's 47 of them. I'm only going to name – I'm just going to go through 10 of them just to give people an idea. So now, you got the husband of the vice president, Doug Emhall, Jew. Janet Yellen, the secretary mm-hmm. of treasury, mm-hmm. Jew. Mm-hmm. Anthony Blinken, secretary of state. Jew. Mm-hmm. Robert Klain, Chief of Staff, Jew. David Cohen, Deputy Director of the CIA, Jew. Merrick Garland, Attorney General, mm-hmm. Jew. Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, Jew. Avril Haines, Director of National Intelligence, Jew. Wendy Sherman, Deputy Secretary of State, Jew. Victoria Newland, Under Secretary of State Political Affairs, Jew. That's 10 out of 47, which are not all. That's just a small portion mm-hmm. that we have. And you're listening to the type of power positions we're talking about. Exactly. We are no longer living in the United States of America. We are now living in Western Israel. Mm. And we have to understand that because that means mm. if we're living in Western Israel, we are no longer, even if we had problems being American citizens, we're no longer American citizens. We're now Americanians. We're Palestinians living in Western Israel <laughs> yeah. under just like, and we need yeah. to understand what that means because we need to understand what kind of rule it is when you're under direct Jewish uh, mm-hmm. authority. Mm-hmm. Man, deep, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I appreciate the opportunity to come in and say a few words, brother, and I love the work that you all are doing. Please continue to do the great work you're doing up there in Philly, man. We need you, brother. Well, I'm here. I'm here in Atlanta, and I started this program. Okay. I started this program. Um, Back when I was in Milwaukee, I'm from Milwaukee, you know, I retired and so forth and so on. And then finally, after many years, I moved here to Atlanta and I've been on radio for this is my eighth year and in my sixth year with time for an awakening out of out of out of Philadelphia, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And I got turned on to it through Brother Ralph, who gave me who said that you're on. I was like, oh, right on, you know, but I I've met you many times before when you were here. In Atlanta, when you did that program with you, Baba Baruti, and um, I think it was, oh, yeah, Asha Kwesi, Asha Kwesi, yes. And, of course, I yes. saw you at the LOX conference. Me and you talked at the LOX conference, you know, but if you see me, you might recognize it, but that, if you don't, that's not that's not the deal. The bottom line is I know No, I do. You. That's why I saw you in uh, Philadelphia. I thought you yes. were actually in Philadelphia. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. And, and, and I recognize you as a, the, one of the strongest soldiers. And you deserve to be supported and protected, you know. So um, believe me, you. Anytime you want to, you got this number, man. Please keep it, and I got yours. And I'll be calling, calling you, and hopefully uh, get get you on the program and talk about other issues that are affecting our people. Because the bottom line is, if we don't change the mindset of our people, we are doomed. We are doomed, you know. But. To pro- but to provide information like this to some of our people, it is frightening. It, they don't want to hear it, you know. <laughs> they 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 don't want to touch it, 
And in fact, how do I get the book? Uh, uh, well, if you want the book, anybody that wants the book, you can go to JewsAreTheProblem.com. You can order the book there. Again, that's JewsAreTheProblem.com. Or you can go to WarOnTheHorizon.com. Go to the store and, and, and click book. And when you go in the book section, the first book right there is Jews Are The Problem. Okay. I'll be doing that. Okay, because I want to read it. And, 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 and you know, because they are the problem. I recognize yeah. that. I didn't know how immense it was. I know that uh, many times the European Jews have worked in, in secrecy. They have worked under the undercover. They have worked under shadow, you know. But now they out front. They bold That's as hell right. and, and they running shit. So, so right. you know, we have to uh, expose them for who and what they are and the fact that they have never been. You know, they, they one of the things that they did to us is trick us. You know, because they did some porting, they some financial supporting of us in in the civil rights movement and, and other things, believing that they were allies. You know, no, That's right? They Europeans, shit. <laughs> so, okay, I got a Jews, and I'll be promoting this. Jews are the problem. dot com and other uh, war on the horizon, brother, brother irritated genie. Appreciate you, man, for calling. Thank you so much, man. For what you do. I right, appreciate you, right. my brother. And Keep doing brother. what you're doing. All right, protection to you, dear brother. Peace. All right, peace. Oh man, irritated genie. I'm gonna take a break. Come back from the break. This is the fourth of you lie. So we're gonna talk about that, and I'll play um, um, the speech, and we'll talk more. Man, I tell you, right on, brother Jay. Appreciate you, man. And, and right on, Brother Ralph. Definitely appreciate you, my brother. Always listening, always doing some things positive. Um, this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 Central. Ah, forget that rundown. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You stay with us. Right on. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Shakedown. That's a step and cut, ain't it? Chicago Steppers. Shakedown. Brothers and sisters, I really appreciate the Brother Jeannie calling in and giving us that information. I'll be providing information to you. But just go to thejewsaretheproblem.com or waronthehorizon.com and get the book for yourself. And we'll have them on again, I hope, real soon. Brothers and sisters, today is the 4th of July. And uh, these are some lying ass. <laughs> these people are... Uh, they're putting it into law. They're telling you right now, I I don't want to, I don't I don't want you to know the truth. I don't want you speaking the truth. I don't want you telling the real history of what we've done. They some liars. There are some bold faced, bona fide liars. In fact, uh, even though these ain't the European Jews that uh, uh, they talked about in the Bible, that they said you are the the synagogue of Satan, <laughs> but they showing the hell is. This is some evil stuff, brothers and sisters. Evil. This is Frederick Douglass, and he was sitting in 1852, right before the Civil War, and to the anti-slavery movement, some women, I think this was in New York, but check it out. This is Ozzie Davis. To the American slave is your 4th of July. I answer. The day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciation of tyrants' brass-fronted impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality hollow mockery, your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings with all your religious parade and solemnity are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of the United States at this very hour. Go where you may, search where you will, roam through all the monarchies and despotisms of the old world, travel through South America, search out every abuse, and when you have found the last, lay your facts by the side of the everyday practices of this nation, and you will say with me that for revolting barbarity and shameless hypocrisy, America reigns without a rival. Take the American slave trade, which we are told by the papers is especially prosperous just now. Ex-Senator Benton tells us that the price of men was never higher than now. He mentions the fact to show that slavery is in no danger. This trade is one of the peculiarities of American institutions. 
It is carried on in all the large towns and cities in one half of this confederacy. And millions are pocketed every year by dealers in this horrid traffic. In several states, this trade is a chief source of wealth. It is called, in contradistinction to the foreign slave trade, the internal slave trade. It is probably called so, too, in order to avert from it the horror with which the foreign slave trade is contemplated. That trade has long since been denounced by this government as piracy. It has been denounced with burning words from the high places of the nation as an execrable traffic. To arrest it, to put an end to it, this nation keeps a squadron at immense cost on the coast of Africa. Everywhere in this country, it is safe to speak of this foreign slave trade as a most inhuman traffic opposed alike to the laws of God and of man. The duty to extirpate and destroy it is admitted even by our doctors of divinity. In order to put an end to it, some of these last have consented that their colored brethren, nominally free, should leave this country and establish themselves on the western coast of Africa. It is, however... A notable fact that while so much execration is poured out by Americans upon all those engaged in the foreign slave trade, the men engaged in the slave trade between the states pass without condemnation, and their business is deemed honorable. Behold the practical operation of this internal slave trade, the American slave trade, sustained by American politics and American religion, here you will see men and women reared like swine for the market. You know what is a swine drover? I will show you a man drover. They inhabit all our southern states. They perambulate the country and crowd the highways of the nation with droves of human stock. You will see one of these human flesh jobbers armed with pistol, whip, and bowie knife driving a company of a hundred men, women, and children from the Potomac to the slave market at New Orleans. These wretched people are to be sold singly or in lots to suit the purchasers. They are food for the cotton field and the deadly sugar mill. Mark the sad procession as it moves wearily along and the inhuman wretch who drives them Hear his savage yells and his blood-curdling oaths as he hurries on his affrighted captives. There, see the old man with locks thinned and gray. Cast one glance, if you please, upon that young mother whose shoulders are bare to the scorching sun, her briny tears falling on the brow of the babe in her arms. See, too, that girl of thirteen, weeping. Yes, weeping as she thinks of the mother from whom she has been torn. The drove moves tardily. Heat and sorrow have nearly consumed their strength. Suddenly you hear a quick snap, like the discharge of a rifle. The fetters clank and the chain rattles simultaneously. 
your ears are saluted with a scream that seems to have torn its way to the center of your soul. The crack you heard was from the sound of the slave whip. The scream you heard was from the woman you saw with the babe. Her speed had faltered under the weight of her child and her chains. That gash on her shoulder tells her to move on. Follow this drove to New Orleans. Attend the auction. See the men examined like horses. See the form of the women rudely and brutally exposed to the shocking gaze of American slave buyers. See this drove sold and separated forever. And never forget the deep, sad sobs that arose from that scattered multitude. Tell me, citizens, where under the sun you can witness a spectacle more fiendish and shocking. Yet this is but a glance at the American slave trade as it exists at this moment in the ruling part of the United States. I was born amid such sights and scenes. To me, the American slave trade is a terrible reality. When a child, my soul was often pierced with a sense of its horrors. I lived on Philpot Street, Fells Point, Baltimore, and have watched from the wharves the slave ships in the basin, anchored from the shore with their cargoes of human flesh, waiting for favorable winds to waft them down the Chesapeake. There was at that time a grand slave mart kept at the head of Pratt Street by Austin Woolfolk. His agents were sent into every town and county in Maryland, announcing their arrival through the papers and on flaming handbills headed, Cash for Negroes. These men were generally well-dressed men and very captivating in their manners, ever ready to drink, to treat, and to gamble. The fate of many a slave has depended upon the turn of a single card, and many a child has been snatched from the arms of its mother by bargains arranged in a state of brutal drunkenness. The fleshmongers gather up their victims by the dozens and drive them, chained, to the general depot at Baltimore. When a sufficient number has been collected here, a ship is chartered for the purpose of conveying the forlorn crew to Mobile or to New Orleans. From the slave prison to the ship, they are usually driven in the darkness of night. For since the anti-slavery agitation, a certain caution is observed. In the deep, still darkness of midnight, I have been often... ...housed by the dead, heavy footsteps and the piteous cries of the chained gangs that passed outdoor. The anguish of my boyish heart was intense, and I was often consoled when speaking to my mistress in the morning to hear her say that the custom was very wicked, that she hated to hear the rattle of the chains and the heart-rending cries. 
I was glad to find one who sympathized with me in my horror. Fellow citizens, this murderous traffic is today an active operation in this boasted republic. In the solitude of my spirit, I see clouds of dust raised on the highways of the south. I see the bleeding footsteps. I hear the doleful wail of fettered humanity on the way to the slave markets where the victims are to be sold like horses, sheep, and swine, knocked off to the highest bidder. There I see the tenderest ties ruthlessly broken to gratify the lust, caprice, and rapacity of the buyers and sellers of men. My soul sickens at the sight. Is this the land your fathers loved, the freedom which they toiled to win? Is this the earth whereon they moved? Are these the graves they slumber in? Americans, your Republican politics not less than your republican religion, are flagrantly inconsistent. You boast of your love of liberty, your superior civilization, and your pure Christianity, while the whole political power of the nation, as embodied in the two great political parties, is solemnly pledged to support and perpetuate the enslavement of three millions of your countrymen. You hurl your anathemas at the crowned head tyrants of Russia and Austria and pride yourselves on your democratic institutions while you yourselves consent to be mere tools and bodyguards of the tyrants of Virginia and Carolina. You invite to your shores fugitives of oppression from abroad. Honor them with banquets. Greet them with ovations. Cheer them. Toast them, salute them, protect them, and pour out your money to them like water. But the fugitive from your own land you advertise, hunt, arrest, shoot, and kill. You glory in your refinement and your universal education, yet you maintain a system as barbarous and dreadful as ever stained the character of a nation, a system begun in avarice, supported in pride, and perpetuated in cruelty. You shed tears over fallen Hungary and make the sad story of her wrongs the theme of your poets, statesmen, and orators, till your gallant sons are ready to fly to arms to vindicate her cause against the oppressor. But in regards to the 10,000 wrongs of the American slave, you would enforce the strictest silence and hail him as an enemy of the nation who dares to make those wrongs the subject of public discourse. You are all on fire at the mention of liberty for France or for Ireland, but are cold as an iceberg at the thought of liberty for the enslaved of America. You discourse eloquently on the dignity of labor. Yet you sustain a system which in its very essence casts a stigma upon labor. You can bare your bosom 
to the storm of British artillery to throw off a threepenny tax on tea and yet wring the last hard-earned farthing from the grasp of the black laborer of your country. You profess to believe that of one blood God made all nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth and hath commanded all men everywhere to love one another. Yet you notoriously hate and glory in your hatred all men whose skins are not colored like your own. You declare before the world and are understood by the world to declare that you hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And yet you hold securely in a bondage which, according to your own Thomas Jefferson, is worse than ages of that which your fathers rose in rebellion to oppose a seventh part of the inhabitants of your country. Fellow citizens, I will not enlarge further on your national inconsistencies. The existence of slavery in this country brands your republicanism as a sham, your humanity as a base pretense, and your Christianity a lie. It destroys your moral power abroad. It corrupts your politicians at home. It saps the foundation of religion. It makes your name a hissing and a byword to a mocking earth. It is the antagonistic force in your government. The only thing that seriously disturbs and endangers your union. It fetters your progress. It is the enemy of improvement, the deadly foe of education. It fosters pride. It breeds insolence. It promotes vice. It shelters crime. It is a curse to the earth that supports it. And yet, you cling to it as if it were the sheet anchor of all your hopes. Oh, be warned. Be warned. A horrible reptile is coiled up in your nation's bosom. The venomous creature is nursing at the tender breast of your youthful republic. For the love of God, tear away and fling from you the hideous monster and let the weight of 20 millions crush and destroy it forever. I say, crush and destroy it forever. Frederick Douglass. That was Ozzie Davis. And um, I tell you, you know, even though I had some issues with Frederick Douglass, you know, he believed in that um, Caucasians could be reasoned with and be made to understand our humanity and respect our humanity and allow us to have access equally than any other person. And, uh, you know, his son, if he's seen the movie Glory, 
Andre Brower plays his son. He has the the, the glasses on. Of course, they were all killed trying to, uh, you know, go up to Fort Sumter for the suicide mission. You know, because of that, in that war, and after it ended, and and and, and I've said this, brothers and sisters, I'm like, damn it, I'm gonna say it again. This war, this so-called civil war in this society, then and even today, is not because of us. It's economics. It's control. Not because of us. Because if it, if it was if it was about us, even though uh, Andrew Johnson, that asshole, changed things because after Lincoln was shot and you know and killed, and he did some stuff that, of course, allowed the the Caucasians in the South to reclaim their land and to get paid and so forth. And but we were dogged out everywhere we went. Many of us, because of the separation, the detachment, we had no place to go. The Caucasians put us in concentration camps. Look up the Devil's Punch Bowl in Natchez, Mississippi, and other situations such as that. Where do we go? And so for some of us who did and who went north, We were met with tough times. So, enjoy this day and every day. Enjoy your families. That you get together. You know, don't do nothing stupid. Don't get drunk. Argue. Because I know there ain't going to be no physical fighting. You know, somebody going to go get a piece. That's how shit is settled today. You know. Don't do it. It'd be great that this weekend, starting, let's say, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and today, particularly in our community, nobody was shot and nobody was killed. But for the last few decades, in fact, for the last few years, Chicago has been number one in that respect. But it's everywhere. Every major city, particularly where we are, and particularly where we are, a lot of times we're segregated. Oh, there are some of us living out in some decent areas. Hell, here in Atlanta, we got our own area. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't in we ain't living out in Caucasian suburbs. We live. We got our own damn suburbs. Ain't about shit. Cause you know we we have, we got nice homes and subdivisions and uh, gated communities. Mostly all of us. Are, all of, all us. Beautiful manicured lawns. I'm quite sure the interior of the home is immaculate. But we don't pull no money together. Say you know instead of driving a half hour to get to a shopping area. Let's build one. There's some land down the road less than a quarter of a mile, half a mile, mile maybe. We can build a strip mall there. 
just like the Indians did here in Decatur. Lawrenceville Highway. They have a store, a supermarket, convenience store, a sit-down restaurant, a takeout restaurant, jewelry store, appliances, clothing store, all the things that you would need, that you would have contained within yourself and jobs for your children and jobs for us. I hear you, Jay. You know, we talk about it all the time on this program. And we'll continue to do it. We'll continue to do it. Because we need to understand what we're up against. A lot of us, uh, number one, the fear that has been instilled in us is deep. And of course, we've instilled it into our children. And they're instilling it into their children. So So my grandchildren our grandchildren, for those of us who came up in the 60s, for those of of us who came up in the 60s and and I say this because that's me, but we didn't have a serious African-centered component within that. We talked brotherhood and love and had some daishikis on and so forth, but we didn't have a serious African-centered component to talk about let's do for ourselves. Let's pull our monies together in this community. Let's do for ourselves. It was all about marching and pleading and begging. Begging for voting rights. Begging for open house. Yes, I've I crossed the 16th Street Viaduct in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and and them crackers threw bottles and bricks at us. Blessedly, I didn't get hit. And then some weeks later, in a mass demonstration, walked down the main town town street in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Avenue for open housing so that we could live anywhere we wanted to live, that financially we could live. Yeah. I was the vice president of the NACP in the early 80s for a minute. But my mind is clear of what we must do. We must seek with all our might to be independent, self-determining, liberated, and sovereign. That's it. There is no other choice. There is no other choice. That is it. We must educate our children. Get them out of the curriculums that further captivates their mind and steals and takes from them their courage and makes them hate themselves. Oh, they got plenty of courage to kill another brother or sister 
and the dog up. Our people, that got, but if it talks about challenging those who have imposed this evilness upon us, they scared. They scared. Yeah, brothers and sisters, we, we, uh, we are, t- I, Man. Yeah, I'm going to get the book. The Jews are the problem. And you just, he just talked to you, uh, Brother Jeannie, ran down all those people who are in heads of various departments of the government who are European Jews. And why? This country, your tax dollars, your money, goes to Israel far more than any country on earth. Money has been given to Israel more than any country on earth. Well, got a couple more minutes. If anybody want have anything to say, give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. And um, I don't know why I got off. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Let me tell you. That book is going to have some real powerful information that's going to scare a lot of people, man. Hopefully you can do a good hour or two with the brother in regards to the subject matter of the book and breaking down, like he said, the influence and the problems that this Jew really is, man. But if you notice with this whole thing going on in the Ukraine, They've been mighty quiet, man. They ain't been saying too much about that situation because they know what they've been doing behind the scenes with that conflict. So, I mean, you know, it just goes to show the sinister nation, like what you said, the guy that's running the Ukraine is a Jew. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality is, man, you know, Contradictions are in front of us every day, but it's unfortunately that we don't see the contradictions that's in front of us and deal with them. We just go along with it, man. We don't question what's being done. Like, I mean, that should be the question of every American is, why are you giving $60 billion to to Israel? Ukrainian or the Ukraine, that's and right. This mm-hmm. present, and at right. this present time, we're suffering through one of our most difficult economic hardships. I mean, these are the little things that we really need to ask ourselves and we really need to address and deal with. But for some reason, we just don't. Why? I don't know. I know, but you know, hey, man, that's what that's what so-called 
black leadership is supposed to be doing and handling. Am I right or wrong? That's right. Black leadership is supposed to be questioning this. But you know what the funny thing is? Black leadership goes along with that shit. They agree with it. Mm-hmm. They say, yeah, you don't have to give it to the black community or any other communities, poor people or anything like that. No, give that money that our taxpayers give right. to this government, to these to these individuals. That's sick to me. Well, listen. You know what I mean? I, I would hear. love for one politician to open up his mouth and say, no, this I is would. wrong. I would. I doubt it. But listen, but I have another I have another call. I'm going to take the sister's call man, here. Man, listen, Jay, appreciate you, man. You uh, be careful Thank today. You, brother. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too, brother. Peace. Sister Idea. Oh, greetings. Enjoyed the uh, program a lot. That, that brother was really powerful with the about the Jews. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the book that he had. That, that was really powerful. And I was agreeing with Jay, too, about it is outrageous that um, – they're giving all this sixty million and billion, gave another billion, another hundred million to Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they're very racist themselves. Right. You know, uh, they hate black people. They was uh, uh, the the way they were treating the Africans, you know, oppressing them and uh, not letting them get out of Ukraine, Ukraine, having them go to the back. Just real racist attacks. And so, yeah, that should be question. And then you're going to be sending all of our taxpayer money over there. So that's an abomination. Well, they do what they want to do, and they don't give yeah, a and damn. Wanna, and they, they don't give a damn how you feel about it. You know? Yeah, this is outrageous. It's, it's unacceptable. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know. And I just wanted to um, call his name, uh, Jamal Taylor. Mm-hmm. The brother. I don't know if you mentioned about him today. I mean, he he's driving while black. And getting tagged and got bullet holes. Oh, oh that's when he shot 66 times in Akron. Times, yeah, 60, times yeah then, 66 bullet holes in him in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, it's, it's just outrageous. And then they're going to uh, uh, chase him, shoot him in the back mm-hmm. all these times, eight of them, and throw out them bullets. So this, this, is, this, is, this is an outrage and an abomination. And then the system, um, you know, they said he's trying to cover it up. You know, and and uh, you know, because they had their, their police chief on talking about, well, you know, uh, we we saw a shell of the gun. We went back and looked, and and so the police heard a shot, and so we went back there and they saw a pellet right. where they held the held the shot. Right now, that that, that is nothing but no cover. And then he said, well, you know, he was running. He he wasn't armed when they shot him right. in the back, right. but he he posed as if. He was about to. Right. Um, uh, he, they, they, they said that but, he was looking. It looked like he was p- trying to take something from his waist, from around his waist. Right. And so, you know. Right. And you're going to try to use that as some mm-hmm. kind of uh, justification. And then the, then the, then the, uh, the other irony of Tidamir, he's going to say, well, you know, after they done shot the brother, the beautiful young black man, beautiful, after they done shot him, uh, he received 60, 60 shots, they said, well, you know, the police, they did run up to him, and they attempted to render aid. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to do some, some CPR, but then, you know, the EMS came, and so they didn't get a chance well, to do it. And he was he shot, died. Yeah, 60, and that was just a cover, like, what yeah, they did yeah, 66, with, with George Floyd. They yeah, trying to cover up the stuff. He has 66 bullet holes in him. Well, it's hard today, Sister Avia, 
to, to cover anything up because everybody has a camera. You know, everybody right. has a camera on their on their person. All you got to do, you got to, because I, I, I don't know now of anybody who doesn't have a phone, even those who are right. uh, unfortunate may even have a, a cell phone, at least for the minute, <laughs> you know. So you got a camera right there. You have the ability to take right, pictures right, right. and to take video <laughs> right there, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, so I'm saying they trying, They were trying to protect the pig by saying, you know, we tried to we tried to render aid, and we ran over. So that's just like, it's like they're trying to do a, a, a defense for them and a cover-up and trying to, you know, deflect you know, the police like that. that. That was what I was saying about that. It was like, you, you know, because George Floyd, one of the reasons that, that Chauvin got part, a lot of, one of the other reasons they said he didn't render aid. So they trying to use this script now. Well, at least our police rendered aid. It's so stupid. It's so uh, after we done shot the boy six times, we tried to render aid. I said mm. this this police chief, he is off the mm. chain. He's total abomination. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you so know, I, I mean, they're, 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 I know, they're, you know, and, but, and this beautiful young black child. Yeah. I'm gonna call his name. Well, he was such a you. It just broke me. Twenty five. Yeah. You know, and well, it is happening. No I, I, I know they got to be the KKK and the Madden crowd and just the white people in, in general. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it's, and then they, and this lap, then they try to tell the people just be peaceful, <laughs> just be peaceful yeah. and patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. demonstrate peacefully. Peaceful yeah, the well, family says demonstrate peace, peacefully. We'll work these things out. That's. Yeah, they're manipulating yeah. the family and they're exploiting the family with right. that trash. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm, I'm saying with the with the people, you know, they they're protesting and outrage outrage about it because that's our child too. You know, that that's 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 the community family child. Also, yeah. Well, it is continued to happen. It's it, yeah. And it will continue to happen mm -hmm. as long as we in this, and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll make issue of it, and they'll do some things that'll appease us for the minute, and then back to the same old, same old. You know this this situation that that happens to us, for those of us who uh, love us and who love yeah. being African, until we get our asses up out of here, we'll be witnessing this for years and decades to come. You know, when I had the opportunity to, to say something at a rally for the young uh, for mm -hmm. a young girl back in Milwaukee who was shot. This is like mm -hmm. twenty some years ago, maybe longer. You know, oh. through a drive by, she was playing in her room and shot right through Dang. the building, you know, and, and it mentioned the fact that this is going to continue to happen because we got guns that are really available everywhere. And, and you got these kids who, who have no training, who have no sympathies. It's they, you know, they, they, their clique or their gang or whatever. And they got to get revenge. So they drive by and shoot up some stuff. They don't know. They, they never had any gun training. They didn't have any practice. They just shooting. Mm. And you can be a victim of circumstance. It's going to continue to happen, and it has, and it will. And that's sad. It's a devastation, true. yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, however we can fight back, whatever we can do. I, yeah. I mean, I just, well, I don't, they, I don't like their narrative where they just say, "Well, don't say nothing, just shut up, be quiet, and be peaceful, and just celebrate his life." You know, I, 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 I don't. That mm -hmm. ain't acceptable either. Because <laughs> we got, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a situation in yeah so all right my sister you have a blessed day you have a blessed day too my brother all right thank you thank you so much
Appreciate you. Yeah, be for Hodier. Be for That's right. Yeah. All right. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because the M-I-N-E, they found trillions of dollars worth of gold in, in, in Uganda, the M-I-N-E, under the feet of African people. And it's ours. And Africans should manage it. But anyway. <laughs> so, under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they show sure the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Be safe out there. Shem Hotep means go in peace. A Sante Sana means thank you. Bibi Vahodier. A Bibi Vahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a wonderful day, family. See you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.